good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. You are listening to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast version of Morning Prayer, Rite 2, as found in the 1979 Book of Common Prayer, available through Church Publishing Incorporated. Our devotional this week is offered by Father John Newton, our rector. If you would like to support this podcast and St. Michael's Episcopal Church, you can contribute online at saint-michaels.org. If you wish to follow along at home, please turn to page 75 in your Book of Common Prayer. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. Let us prepare our hearts by confessing our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and and our our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our King and Savior draws near. Come, let us adore Him. We will now read together the Jubilate on page 82. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. And come before His presence with a song. Know this. The Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 119. Verses 49 through 72. Remember your word to your servant, because you have given me hope. This is my comfort in my trouble, that your promise gives me life. The proud have derided me cruelly, but I have not turned from your law. When I remember your judgments of old, O Lord, I take great comfort. I am filled with a burning rage, because of the wicked who forsake your law. 
statutes have been like songs to me. Wherever I have lived as a stranger, I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and dwell upon your law. This is how it has been to me, because I have kept your commandments. You only are my portion, O Lord. I have promised to keep your words. I entreat you with all my heart. Be merciful to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and turned my feet toward your decrees. I hasten and do not tarry to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked entangle me, I do not forget your law. At midnight I will rise to give you thanks because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all who fear you and of those who keep your commandments. O Lord, you have dealt graciously with your servant according to your word. Teach me discernment and knowledge, for I have believed in your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and you bring forth good. Instruct me in your statutes. The proud have smeared me with lies, but I will keep your commandments with my whole heart. Their heart is gross and fat, but my delight is in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is dearer to me, than thousands in gold and silver. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. The Lord sent a word against Jacob. It fell upon Israel. The people all knew it. Ephraim and the one who rules in Samaria. 
But with a proud and arrogant heart, they said, Bricks have fallen, but let's rebuild with stones. Sycamores were cut down, but let's replace them with cedars. So the Lord raised up their foes against them and stirred up their enemies, Aram from the east and the Philistines from the west, and they devoured Israel with an open mouth. Even then, God's anger didn't turn away. God's hand was still extended. But the people didn't turn to the one who struck them. They didn't seek the Lord of heavenly forces. So the Lord cut off head and tail, palm branch and reed from Israel in one day. Elders and celebrities are the head. Prophets who teach lies are the tail. But this people's leaders were misleading. And those being led were confused. So the Lord showed their youth no pity and showed their orphans and widows no mercy for everyone was godless and evil. Every mouth spoke nonsense. Even then God's anger didn't turn away. God's hand was still extended. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now read Canticle 11, the third song of Isaiah. Arise, Shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you the Lord will rise, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will be always open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation, and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, God's Son, happened just as it was written about in the prophecy of Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger before you. He will prepare your way, a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord, make his paths straight. John the Baptist was in the wilderness calling for people to be baptized to show that they were changing their hearts and lives and wanted God to forgive their sins. Everyone in Judea and all the people of Jerusalem went out to the Jordan River and were being baptized by John as they confessed their sins. John wore clothes made of camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, he ate locusts and wild honey. He announced, One stronger than I am is coming after me. I'm not even worthy to bend over and loosen the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will now read Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets of old, he promised that he would save us from our enemies, 
from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. One of the joys of my life is being a dad, and I was recently talking to my three-year-old daughter, Annie, and specifically I was asking her to eat her cereal at a more rapid pace because we were late for school and she was just taking her time. And she looked at me and she sighed and she said, Dad, just settle down. I knew in that moment that I had my theme for this reflection because Advent really is God's invitation to settle down. We're not exactly patient and well-rested people. We're horn-honking, express lane shopping, high-speed internet kind of people. McDonald's earns billions of dollars annually, not because they sell good food or even cheap food, but because they sell fast food. Fast food goes well with fast lives. There simply aren't enough hours in the day. And so as a result, we've all learned to read faster, talk faster. And when listening, I've noticed we even nod faster so that whoever's speaking will hurry up and just spit it out. After all, we're busy and important people, and we've got things to do. Life in 21st century America can be hurried and frantic, and our complaint is that life passes us by way too quickly. Of course, we all like to speak warmly about that vague day in the future when things settle down. Then we'll have time to rest, to play, to pray when things settle down. But I suspect if you're anything like me, you've been waiting for things to settle down for quite some time now. Advent is God's great reminder that things never settle down. People do. Advent is God's way of inviting the church to slow down even as our hurried and frantic world speeds up. Advent marks the beginning of a new year, and it's an opportunity for us to start afresh as a people whose lives are rooted not in the changes and chances of this mortal life, but in the eternal changelessness and love of God, our Creator and Savior. In Advent, we recall that a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God, and we make every effort to enter that rest, as the book of Hebrews puts it. Our world may be speeding up, but in Advent, the church makes every effort to do something incredibly countercultural. Settle down. Of course, settling down is so much easier said than done. It means setting boundaries and saying no to things that people expect us to do and say yes to, which can be a spiritual struggle. We live in a world that subtly whispers that Busy people are important and valuable people, and that our worth is tied to what we produce, own, and achieve. 
That's why the moment we set boundaries, stop, and choose to rest, our inner devils begin to accuse us. You're lazy. You're not doing enough, and you're not enough. Look at everyone else. Do something. Advent is about having the courage to disregard that inner accusing voice, for in Advent we sit and wait for the tender and reassuring voice of another. Be still and know that I am God. It's an unexpected voice, a tender voice, a challenging voice, but it's a voice we must learn to tune into if we're to heed the call of John the baptizer at the very beginning of Mark's gospel, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. This is the same voice that gives us the Sabbath day as a reminder that God alone is our creator and savior, which means that we are off the hook and we can relax. It is far too easy to buy into the lie of our fast-paced world, which wants us to believe that we are the creator, that we're the ones in charge, and that the fate of the world depends on us. It's perhaps even easier to believe that we are the Savior and that we are responsible for bringing healing, wholeness, and restoration to our world, but we cannot do that alone. It doesn't matter how hard we work or how busy we stay, the deepest truth about the people of God is that we wait for Jesus to come to us, to show up in a wonderfully surprising and unexpected way, and to make all things new. That is our hope as Christians, and there is no finer way to bear witness to that hope in God than by settling down and entering into God's rest. And so here we find ourselves in the midst of Advent, be still and know that God is God, and that you are not God. Take a deep breath, relax, set boundaries, pray, play, and have the courage to settle down. And from that spiritually centered place, ask yourself, where in my own life specifically do I need to say no to our hurried and frantic world? in order to prepare the way for Jesus' arrival. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And and also also with with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Praying Suffrages A, we pray. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and and grant grant us your salvation. salvation. 
Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. And and guide guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your Holy Spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. Amen. I now invite your prayers, silently or aloud. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Glory to God, whose power, working in us, can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to Him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Amen. This has been a recording of St. Michael's in the Morning, featuring staff, clergy, and acolytes from St. Michael's Episcopal Church. For more information, please visit www.st-michaels.org.